The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science is the focus. As I've said many years ago, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio show, and I said yes. We're going to teach the world about the power of water and your health and water life science. As I will be teaching on the show, I have been for 10 years with the most wonderful guests we could ever have brought on into the show as a guest that are authorities and dedicated people that have been studying and discovering ideas, new thinking, holistic medicine. What's, what's out there that we haven't been learning or been well-educated enough? We brought scientists from Holland, from England, from Switzerland, from Canada, from Kenya, from all over the United States and the world to join us. And like we're a research discovery class, you get to eavesdrop and listen to what we're learning together. My background has been studying for over 30 years research and development and technology in the body's water and what is happening to your body inside that body with each of those organs that is operating on a percentage of water for you to live. And as I've taught you with this show, the earth had water clear around the circle of the whole planet earth billions of years ago before life came to earth. That was the water vapor around Earth. But something changed in the solar system slowly and carefully. The water vapor in the air around the Earth began to evaporate. And that evaporation began a droplet of water. Breath of life began on the planet Earth billions of years past. The water is your breath of life. And as I've been studying is that internal breath is what keeps us all earth alive, is how you breathe that water vapor in the air. The once you were born and you came from the pocket of water of your mother and you entered into that breath of life called water vapor, the atmosphere, you need to learn to breathe. But you need to understand that with that breath of that moisture every day keeping you alive, that's your primary life, but internally in the body, you have organs that nature has provided you for reasons, nature's reasons. Nature, you can look out at earth and how it is living. Earth is living like you're living, with the nature of that breath and how it operates with an organism of life. In your body, as we've been teaching, 
your lungs has 70 to 80% of water. That's got to function with the liver. And the liver is 70 to 75% water. That needs to function also, including with the skin, 70 to 75% water. The blood, all of that, the lungs, the liver, the skin, need to function with the blood, 50% water. The teeth, all of this needs, those organs need to function with the water in with the teeth is 8 to 10% water. Your heart, the lungs, the liver, the skin, the blood, the teeth, the heart. The heart, 70 to 75% lot water needing to function. The bones, 20 to 25% water, all functioning to assist each other. The kidneys, 80 to 85% water, all functioning inside the body, behind that skin, with water. The muscles, 70 to 75% water, all functioning with all of the nature and the organism of that pumping of life in the water. But the one I've been teaching you about is very fascinating. In the womb, the eyes and the brain begin to form at the same breath of organism. Nature formed that together. And when that baby is born and that baby comes out of that water and begins to live with the water vapor's influence and then the additional new ideas and technology and invention of how you live to be healthier, but that baby, that brain being 80 to 85% water, but the surface of the eyes, you are not educated. And that's what they brought me into many years ago as I had been studying the problems of the evaporation of the skin, they brought me to study the evaporation at the surface of your eyes. And when that baby is born, that eyelid opens, the eyes begin to evaporate because the surface of the eye is 99% water. It's not an eye drop. It's not saline solution. It's depletion of water evaporation living with the water vapor of the air. It's like we've had doctors on here who said, Sharon, as you know, the body is like a magnet. It's living electrolytically with the water vapor of the air, and it's recycling with the body as you your individual life. The brain, if you're not getting enough supplementation to slow down that water depletion, evaporation at the surface of the eye, you become vision impaired, but also the brain goes on overload and can cause stress. It may not be able to keep up for you, keep you in tune to the electrolytic ability for the body to operate with all those organs, with the water level of each of those organs that you personally require. When that baby is born, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Many things are different about you individually. You are that unique of a person. But always remember that uniqueness means you've got to learn to get to know who you are personally. You have to learn how you operate and get in tune to your own rhythm. And as you're learning how you operate, there's things you need to learn. Number one, you need to learn to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Learn that as your salvation. Number two, you need to drink at least 
10 full large glasses down a day and always drink them all at once. Yes, it is a little inconvenient. Yes, you detoxify more by going to the bathroom more commonly, but that's okay. You're going to be detoxifying. Number three, your food you choose to eat, which is going to be our program today with Pam Bonnie and Pyra Lawrence, is their their dedication, their focus, and their thinking will teach you why it is so serious with their evidence and their discovery and all the education that they have put forward and experiences with their background is why your nutrition is who you are. It's vital as what you eat to slow down that evaporation because the moment you were born, you began a process of life to the final living to death. That food intake is just as vital as how you breathe, how you drink your water, and what you choose to eat for yourself personally. The other one is moderate exercise. We need to learn to slow that evaporation down for a kick starter inside the body for all those organs to function and keep a balance of water. No different. Have you ever heard, do you, how well do you take care of your favorite whatever? Let's say you have a car. You've got to make sure that engine's working, and if the engine doesn't work, you don't get where you go, so you'll break down. It's been said forever, as long as I've been in the medical field and what I do, that you as a Kickstarter, as you as an individual, need to learn how you click so you don't break down. But always remember, the focus is that water intake, that moisture in the body begins from the moment you were born to evaporate just like the earth is evaporating. What is climate change? They're fooling you. I've said this, climate change on the planet has been happening since the beginning of time. That's why that evaporation of moisture loss in the water vapor began. Climate change, temperature change. We need with technology, learn with discovery and new ideas, how to slow all that down. And we can do it. We can do it, but you can't do it by walking up to a building with a whole bunch of pickets and saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to do something to change. That is not the way you change. You change with technology. You change with knowledge. You change with discovery, with the planet Earth and all the individuals on the Earth learning how do we slow that evaporation down. I've got some ideas. First of all, this for the human life. Learn to breathe, learn to drink water, learn to eat properly for yourself personally, learn moderate exercise, and learn how to sleep like the planet Earth sleeps for you. Don't expect your pillow to do all the work. But there's new technology that we can find to go out and bring more surface water, fresh water, to the surface again. We need more surface water to slow the evaporation down on the, on the planet. That water vapor is evaporating too quickly. We do not have enough surface water. It's all down in the aquifer or rushing off to the ocean. We need more surface water. On the planet, we need better education about how to live as humans. Learning how when the baby is born. I wanted to tell you today, there were 42 million 463 I mean, 42,463,994 new babies this year already. That are going to need better education. 
They all need to learn, learn how to breathe. Does a mother teach a baby how to breathe when they're born? Does a mother start giving the baby water so the baby isn't just a, a, a drinking that sweet milk and not adjusted to drinking water, too? Is the baby getting the proper nutrition for it personally? Does the mother understand its evaporation process and what is happening to the baby's digestive and the baby's sleep? And when the baby cries, the mother doesn't want it to get any exercise that way. Then a mother wants to keep the baby always happy. So when it's crying, we're going to stop it crying. Sometimes when the baby cries, it isn't always because they're so sad. They can get a lot of exercise. We're getting to know themselves. There's so much to learn. There's so much to discover. But our focus on this show is water life science going to the rest of the world. As I've told you, we're launching in China this, this summer with our new partners in China. We are excited. They're excited about water life science and holistic medicine in China. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will be reaching out to the planet with all that we have available. We own patents all over the world, and we're published all over the world with water and the science of new discovery of how do we slow that water evaporation down for you to be a healthier person and to live with a healthier planet. Today, we have a lot of excitement. I'm really excited about this show. We have Pan Bonnie. He's got a background that's just extraordinary. And Priora Lawrence, both of them matched with an enormous discovery and nutrition. They're breakthroughs. I want you to know that. There's some new thinking. And I, I'm right on it with him because I've been studying nutrition for over 40 years. They have organized a new business called Tried and True Nutrition. In other words, they're there to be helping hospitals and individuals learning what they need to do for a better health and for learning more about how important it is what you eat and your own nutrition needs. We're going to listen first to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Water Life Science, has a product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, that I was asked several years ago by, with ophthalmology research to study the eyes and what is happening to evaporation like the skin. They begged me to get it onto the market. We did so, and here we are years later going now to the rest of the world. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the first tissue culture grade of supplement to be able to supplement with just a mist your eyes, like you brush your teeth, like you eat, you drink water. Now you're going to learn to supplement with a new lifestyle, the surface of the eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be back with Pam and Pyra. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. News. 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 News.
your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Pam and Tyra, are you with us? We are. Yes. Hi. Yes, we are. Oh, Hi. Wow. Now, are you both on two separate phones? We yes, are. we are. Good, good. Then I can work with you and I'll know where you're coming from. Thank you both for being here today. And before we begin, Pam and Tyra, I need you to make a memory of this show to a very dear person in my life. And Pam, Mm -hmm. Wilma Saylor, Pam's mother, who believed in everything you're doing and was a pioneer so far back. Pam, probably she was known maybe to be more voodoo way back in time. Because remember, girls, way back in time, anybody who talked about a health food store or a nature path or holistic yep. medicine or holistic whatever, it was due, yep. you know. And right. look how far it's come. Yes. You're at the best time of era of life uh, to be doing what you're doing with tried and true nutrition. But let's start out, Pam, with you. And I don't like to read about what you do. I'd like the person to tell, tell our audience worldwide. Mm-hmm. What do you do and how did you get what incentivized you to become what you're doing? And I'll, I'll ask Pyra in a minute. Um, sure. Well, you know, I, I have to actually give credit to my mother for, um, for that really. The interest uh, came because she was so interested in nutrition and as you know, she was a self-taught nutritionist and she had some really some wild ideas and some really good ideas um, for us kids as we were growing up. And so when I got to the age where I could go back to school and get a graduate degree and I discovered that there was a degree in clinical nutrition, um, I decided to do that so that I could find out the science behind food and, you know, um, have some great resources and references to go to as to why we should eat what kinds of foods and, and that sort of a thing. Um, so I got some great training at New York University and, um, and spent many years uh, here at um, Beth Israel Medical Center, and that's where Priya and I met and worked together for many years, and we uh, formed Tried and True Nutrition a few years ago um, so that we could um, take all of our talent and our knowledge to the masses in forms of mm-hmm. a, a nutrition consultation business in Manhattan and Huntington, Long Island. Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, and yeah. I apologize, Priya. I was pronouncing <laughs> your name. I'm glad Pam mentioned it. <laughs> yes. Priya, what is your background? What incentivized you and, and what are you doing today? So I came through it a little bit differently. I myself decided that I need, wanted to see a nutritionist. So I was an adult after college. And just wasn't feeling great and decided that maybe I should see a nutritionist. And I just loved what she did. I thought she really helped me. She changed how I looked at food. She made me want to learn more and help people the same way she helped me. 
So I mm-hmm. looked into going back to school, going back for my graduate degree, uh, similarly at, mm-hmm. at NYU as well. And then um, my first job actually at the same place that Pam was working at. So then we met each other and we kind of knew mm-hmm. that we were meant to do this on our own and not just work for the hospital and do the um, outside business. Right. And that's what we do now. Well, your timing, uh, gals, could not be better. You know, with what yeah, I've really, done, and, yep. you know, I started out with, way back in time, studying uh, the behavior of, of the body's stress. And then I mm-hmm. understood that it was cause, because of, of lack of moisture evaporation and living with the air we're living with. Now we call uh, it water vapor, but we've come so far. And when I launched the first holistic medicine, to be sitting inside of the dro- for the eyes, to be inside of a drugstore department with the pharmacy counter, doctors' offices, there were physicians and surgeons, and I could go on and on. The platform that I set with my team and my group uh, became a, a forerunner of what was to come because they could see this was the future, that the medical field better join in. And I've been part of the medical f- uh, world since my 20s. I was chairman of the board of a group of surgeons with cancer. I could go on on State Board of Health by the time I was 27 if Oregon Health Sciences in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I could see the lack of education, both of you, and the time frame of where you're coming from today with this to be an education and to be able to go out and reach out away from the hospitals, but do it on your own too, to be able to incentivize people to be more proactive or be able to assist the medical field to give them what they need. And uh, now today, let's start in with uh, Pam. Uh, mm-hmm. today, today, the nutrition, you heard me maybe in my uh, commentary, what you eat can over-evaporate you. Um, evaporation of the body is the symptom of life to death. So what we're learning is, in my team, I have ophthalmologists that are teaching nutrition inside their practices, surgeons, because they know that the person, what they're eating, could be causing the health problems of their eyes, health problems mm-hmm. of the body. So when you're teaching the, the individual to be proactively wanting to probably learn a little bit more f- from you, but a lot more to go study too... What is your primary when the person first comes to see you? What's the first person thing you do? Do you have them fill out a questionnaire? What do you do to get them incentivized to become a student to you and a student to themselves? Um, we we do have them fill out a form, but we do mostly it's about having a conversation with them and asking them questions mm-hmm. about their what they eat, when they eat how much they eat, you know, sometimes why they, they're eating something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get an idea in the conversation about about their eating habits, and that's where we um, form our, you know, uh, our recommendations for what, what we would guide them to as far as eating and making healthy choices. Mm-hmm. And Priya, what do you find with that discovery? Well, we also do you like find... To- Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you find that discovery of that individuality uh, of what you've been both learning? Uh, what is the most common problem you run up against? Well, we also like to ask our clients to write down what they eat. So it's not just about 
telling us what they eat or telling us that they, oh, I always eat breakfast or I don't normally eat this way. So what we find is that people don't always eat as, quote-unquote, well as they think they eat until they start writing it down and have to actually report it. So we learn a lot Mm -hmm. about their habits from, you know, if they skip breakfast because they're late in the morning or things like that. So we work on a whole approach of changing a lot of their lifestyle so that they can, you know, carve out the time for each of their meals, carve out the time for meal prep, which we know takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just really about, you know, seeing what they eat it, it's just like what their day is like. Priya, mm-hmm. when you're talking to them about their choices of when they're going to eat, Mm-hmm. What is what do you, what is the incentive for you to teach them uh, for the individuality? Let's say you you've gotten to know the person, you can see their symptoms mm-hmm. of how they live their lifestyle, what they're needing, mm-hmm. uh, how they're mm-hmm. sleeping, and so on, and breathing, and so on, and water, how much water they're drinking. I'm hoping, gosh, you both have that on your plate, yep. number one. Yep. But back to uh, Priya, what do you find that which meal is the most important for them? to start them out, to focus on? Or, uh, do you have one step at a time, or do you have a menu at a time? How do you do that? No, usually I usually run through three days of their, like, today in the life. So I see mm-hmm. three days of what they've done, and mm-hmm. I usually make sure breakfast starts their day. So I don't want them starting at noon. I want them to start eating, start their metabolism, start drinking water early on in the day. So I make that a very large priority. Okay, and then Pam, when you two are doing that, do you guys work together with the, with the individualities or do you work with separate people? Um, we usually we have separate, separate clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Pam, when you go to work with your patient or your individual client, when you're trying to incentivize them to be proactive, and when I say you are the student of of them, but they are also the student of you. In other words, they've got to learn. They've got to be Mm open-minded enough to want to learn what you're wanting to teach them so that Mm -hmm. they can help Mm -hmm. you um, with uh, with developing a new lifestyle, I should say, for them to think about being proactive. So, Pam, Mm -hmm. when you work with a, a client on their, let's say, we've always known that you eat like a king at breakfast like a, a queen for lunch and like a prince for dinner. Is that still the case? Um, you know, sometimes it is. I, I often do recommend that the majority of calories and nutrients come from breakfast and lunch and less at dinner time because the majority of people um, actually do it the opposite way. So especially because we get a lot of clients that are coming to us for chronic diseases like weight loss, um, heart disease, diabetes, and those things, um, the recommendation is to make not only balanced meals but have them um, regular and set apart at the right times and not so heavy at nighttime. That is a very common um, habit that, that comes across. So, yeah, the to encourage them to eat more at breakfast time and at lunch time to get most of their nutrients in before the end of the day um, is definitely um, part of the education, as well as making sure they're getting in most of their water and fluids during that time as well. Mm-hmm. Now, have both of you, um, on 
the uh, organization of your profile of your business? Have you had very many people come to you that sit behind a computer all day and their health is just gone and their nutrition mm. is just is not good at all because mm-hmm. of the addiction? I'm going to call it the uh, addiction of sitting there all day, very engrossed, and that's their occupation. They obviously love it. It's, it's a choice, too. Um, to eat well and to be able to be healthy, to sit there all day and be con- just focused and almost uh, no motion. Uh, the brain is working. Their eyes are being glued, glued, mm-hmm. going crazy. But their their mm-hmm. um, their uh, exercise sitting there is almost motionless, except for through the uh, wrists and the and the fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had very many cases come to you to help them to be healthier because of that kind of occupation? Absolutely. We are in New York City, so there's a yeah. there's sort of a hustle and bustle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's mm-hmm. a hustle and bustle of, of being in Manhattan that, that does lead to a lot of people that, that have a lot of desk jobs and a lot of, um, you know, not, not really prioritizing time to spend outside, not necessarily prioritizing exercise. So, yeah, sometimes people do come to us in a, in a place that they're not doing much other than eating very quickly at their so, desk. Or, uh, what's the first thing, Pam, you do with a person? We've gotten in, you, they, you, you interview them as a student. Then you go in and you have them fill out a piece of paper. Then you find out more about studying, okay, this is what they're maybe we need to think about individuality for them. What do you do for a person that's sitting at a, t- at a desk all day long what do you recommend for them when they get up in the morning and begin the day, what they should be eating to give them the energy? The, 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 see, I look at everything as an evaporation of body water loss for every moment. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. when I'm looking at evaporation of body water loss and a lack of energy, in other words, the electrolytic side of the body has to be uh, like a magnet to the air. If it's not eating correctly, it will not have what's electrolytic, it'll over-evaporate to try to compensate to live with the water evaporation of the air. What would you recommend for a person that's not overly exercised during the day, they're sitting there all day, what is the best meal to start to give them the energy, the electrolytic side of their life that they need for their first meal? Well, um, I usually, you know, ask them, first of all, is, you know, there's, if they're eating breakfast and sometimes and very often they're not, and if they would eat breakfast, what would they like to eat? Next to that, I usually recommend something healthy like oatmeal from, you know, whole oats and fruits. And, of course, to start the day with, with some water. And we see if they can work that into their, into their schedule and into their day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priya and Pam, i got to tell you, I have a, one of my medical team uh, he's a surgeon. He's an ophthalmologist. Um, he starts his day with oatmeal with vegetables in it. Oh, wow. to get as much into that. Wow. <laughs> he tries to get as much into that nutrient because he's mm-hmm. on the go all day long. He sees so many patients a day. It's unbelievable. So that oatmeal, now in the oatmeal, what do you recommend rather than sugar? Is there a better way mm. to get that palate to the oatmeal yeah. than sugar? Because we all know sugar is, to me, the number one killer. Yes, it and we would never recommend somebody. 
Yeah, we would never recommend somebody add the sugar to the oatmeal. We would typically say, yeah, like this morning, for example, I added uh, vanilla extract, almond milk, yep, almond milk, cinnamon, Mm -hmm. yep, and frozen mangoes that I cooked into the oatmeal. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can do that with blueberries and strawberries, Mm -hmm. blueberries, and Mm -hmm. different variety of banana, whatever. In other words, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Keep your enthusiasm yeah. to look forward to what you're eating and get some more nutrition. Now, Priya, exactly. say we've okay. Let's say we start out the day, and the uh, first thing I want everybody to do is when you get out of bed, first glass of water. Then you begin mm-hmm. to think about that energy, that electrolytic way to live with life. That energy is your food. It's not just entertainment, although our palate of our tongue tells us what we like and don't like. So the person then begins to have their first meal. Do they take something with them to build up energy during the day? Because maybe they're sitting at a desk all day. And that's the majority of our people today. They're sitting at a desk. Uh, mm-hmm. How do they build up energy, let's say, two to three hours later? Well, we always recommend having snacks at your desk with you, carrying snacks yes. with you in your bag, at your what desk. What are those snacks? Uh, what are those often it's gonna be Often it's going to be fruit. We'd recommend fruit, raw veg, raw vegetables, nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe a handful of almonds or nuts or seeds, mm-hmm. sunflower seeds, mm-hmm. unsalted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have we only take one break through the whole show, and we're going to take that moment with our sponsor, and we'll be right back. And then I want you to be thinking about the second meal, and then we'll come back to the third, and then we're going to go to the children of our planet that are needing okay. better nutrition. Okay, we'll be right back. Thank you so much for being here. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. It's tissue culture grape water. We're launching with our partners in China this in June, and they say there are 600 million people with dry eye in China because of the problems of pollution, but the whole planet Earth is 65% dry eye. It's because of that water evaporation of your tear film. The surface of your eye is over-evaporating. You need to supplement. No different than you brush your teeth to supplement. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist, and we'll be back with Pam and Priya. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're 
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Um, Priya, could you tell me a little bit about, okay, we've gotten through the breakfast and everybody will have different choices. But the idea at breakfast is what's the nutritional level? I mean, what do they have to be thinking? Let's say they don't like oatmeal, but what what is there something else of choices that they could have for their, for their well, lifestyle? We're, and we're trying people to should get, be eating for their lifestyle. Fiber. We're trying to get fiber in pretty early on in the day. So we would love something that would be a high-fiber meal. So if it's not going to be okay. oatmeal, sometimes it can be um, a certain kind of bread, Ezekiel bread we like, certain kinds of cereal, as long as it doesn't obviously have the sugar in it. Right. More more fruit. Some people only like to have fruit in the morning, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So let's say they have to decide that. And you two are probably doing that with tried and true, um, trying to decide what their lifestyle is. Because if they have a lifestyle right. of whatever, maybe they're an, uh, an athlete or they're sitting at a desk or they're manufacturing, they're a waitress or a waiter. It depends upon their choice of what their make, what their lifestyle is, what their energy is for them, to, what they need to eat. Absolutely, we can't really say a particular thing for everybody because right. each person right. is be individualized. Yeah, that energy level, that fuel, that food is giving mm-hmm. you. Well, the water is the fuel, and then the uh, the comes the uh, the nutritional level. Okay, Pam, on the lunch. When they get to the lunch, what is mm-hmm. the person thinking about? They have a snack in between of certain things that they know that you've been teaching them for their lifestyle and their occupational needs. What kind mm-hmm. of lunch should they be thinking of for energy? Well, you know, uh, my number one go-to recommendation for lunch is a nice big green salad uh, with vegetables and beans mm-hmm. And maybe top with some nuts or seeds and a little bit of uh, dressing. And it should be mm-hmm. like a, you know, a, a filling meal salad, not just a little side salad sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, usually my, my first recommendation. Most people like salads. Okay, so the salad, if they're sitting in a restaurant and they see that menu, and maybe it doesn't have enough dark greens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and, and and as you both, I'm sure, recommend the darker the green, the, it, it's so important. Um, Absolutely. If, yeah. If they're sitting in a restaurant, don't be shy to ask for something more green in there, extra spinach, more, extra arugula. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. There. That's okay. also yeah. That's also part of our education of how to order food at restaurants. And for mm-hmm. for instance, that would be uh, that's a perfect example. We would say you know. Encourage the client to ask for half mm-hmm. um, kale, half spinach, or half arugula, kale, or right. you know, a mix of the mm-hmm. greens, and then to leave out certain things like cheeses and you know dressings on the side and things like that to make it uh, a much better choice. Mm-hmm. Now you brought up the cheese and the dairy. Uh, what mm-hmm. are you thinking about cheese and dairy for the diet? Um, well, we uh, recommend um, that most people try to cut out dairy as much as possible just because it's, mm-hmm. it's high in cholesterol and fat and salt usually. Mm-hmm. And um, we find that there's so many great non-dairy alternatives these days that it's really not necessary mm-hmm. to um, stick with milk or cheese or any of those types of things. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to ask you both something, and I'm, I've got a, I'm taking you here on a stage uh, mm-hmm. a script here, uh, thinking about where I'm going here. But what do you think about a child, a baby born? And I had the head of the president of the Lactose Association on the show. And I've been mm-hmm. studying a long time evaporation of body water living with a water vapor of the atmosphere to electrolytically balance that life out per person. But when the baby is born, they don't think the baby should have any water yet. They think it did fill the baby too much. They need to just have the milk. What is your thinking about that? I was under the impression that oh. they that the, the recommendation of no water is also based on their kidneys, correct? Based on the, their kidneys don't have the capacity to digest water is what I was told. Well, I'm looking at it this that way. What? Well, yeah. that's not what they told me. And, of course, it was a professional, um, per, it was an RN, actually. It was president at the time. I'm coming this way, Priya. Um, the baby needs to learn, even if the baby doesn't suck that not very much water. They need to learn to taste it. See, yeah. when the baby is first born, what is the first thing the baby is getting a palate taste for? Something that's sweeter. Yes. Right. So I, think I, I think I always was taught that the baby needed all of the calories they could possibly get. That's why the water was not recommended. Yeah, but and that might not. My, yeah, but have you noticed something? Mm-hmm. That our palates, watch even yourself. When that baby, the palate of your, ta- your saliva and your, you get so adjusted to that sweep of what it's doing, the right. water, there's, I don't mean drink a whole bottle of water a day. I just mean right. get, let the baby in between, uh, give it, if it's, if it's crying or whatever, don't just pop another bottle in or another, give it nursing. Get a mm-hmm. little drink of water, like a, and it won't suck much. But I'm thinking about, that discovery of what I've been learning and then where I'm coming from is like we're going to go from breakfast to lunch to snacks to dinner, okay? Mm-hmm. But what happened to our taste buds? We love sweet. We crave it. Right. You know, one of the things we always teach uh, is that, you know, our taste buds call out for what we usually give them. So the more sweets we give them, the more the taste buds are going to call out for sweets. So there we, we, we try to, um, you know, educationally wean our clients away from any of the concentrated flavors like sugar, fats, and salts. So mm-hmm. that's a, that mm-hmm. happens over time, and it um, it's mm-hmm. definitely can happen, and it's just a retraining of the taste buds. And you can certainly do that by incorporating more um, natural or whole foods, like fruits and vegetables and, of course, plain water. See, that water table in your body, Pam and Priya, mm-hmm. that water table of each of those organs was being nurtured in the body, getting ready to hit the air, the water vapor, and begin an evaporation. No different than Earth is living with evaporation of the water vapor. That's how Earth begins. Okay, when that baby it, it, it comes to this new lifestyle, living with that atmosphere, whatever that begins to stimulate that baby's water inside of those organs and how that begins a new uh, direction of life individually, 
that baby will begin to what we call, and remember, all words are a modern invention. No different than food's an invention. Everything's an invention. The baby begins to crave. The person begins to crave what it needs. And if it isn't, the body is, if, if we're not careful, the body won't be after the water. The baby will be after more glucose, carbohydrate, mm-hmm. the, because the body tricks you. Those, those, uh, the water table and the oxygen and the water vapor inside the body, body is going to be evaporating so quickly by the sugar and by what you like with that glucose and that carbohydrate then all of a sudden the body makes a decision on its own. You're not even in control unless you're disciplined. If you learn to discipline with what you put in your mouth and how you eat by how you feel. And that oxygen, that water table inside of each of those organs inside of that body are running your whole life with this recycling of that supplementation of the water vapor. And that's why water to drink healthy water to drink, no added ingredients in it. It's so important because if you add anything to the water other than just a little touch of lemon or lime or something like that, but it'll block absorption and you don't want to block the absorption. You want that water to recycle in the body to give it a a starter. So that's why now the children of the world, depending upon, I call them so-called adults, mature people who think they know how to do it. The challenges you run into is at the hospital, we're not learning how that baby's evaporating yet. We'll do that in time. So that because when there's no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, no two people look exactly alike, and they begin their life living with the electrolytic energy of the water vapor. What they put in their mouth is so important to their whole lifestyle. I've had on here from Mayo Clinic, both of you scientists, and he said, Sharon, our prisons are full of people. Just what happened? We didn't learn when they were babies what we needed to do. Maybe it was the eyes. Maybe it was an allergy to food. Maybe it was a craving to the point that they craved things so much that their body was in charge of the craving and the baby became so addictive that all of a sudden the baby is out of control because nobody understood that you're really, you're not in, you're the body is in control. And that's why today I was so excited, Pam, Priya, for you to be on, because I knew, we know, you're at the right time. Tried and true is the truth about how you eat. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from that child, that baby, all the way to every day. Have you noticed when you travel the world how people like to go out and eat? <laughs> We yeah, it's very different than us. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an entertainment. It's adventure. It's recreation. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sitting across a romantic table. It's, it's, and, and, and have we learned that those beautiful pastries that we all love, maybe once in a while we can sin and have a cheat, but we have to be careful mm-hmm. because maybe it doesn't, or maybe that steak that tastes so good and maybe we feel good for the first hour, but we feel horrible from that on. We don't know. It's all individual. So mm-hmm. you're tried and true thinking uh, with uh, the certain foods. Now, how does a person get enough protein? Because if you decide to go towards 
more vegetables and fruit and, and get away from, let's say you want to be more vegetarian or vegan. Uh, which one do you guys recommend at all? Do you vet recommend vegetarian or vegan at all? Um, we recommend a mostly plant-based diet, um, one that is rich in and mostly fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, um, so that, you know, in doing so, you're getting all the nutrients that you need and all of the good stuff, including um, all of the protein that you need for your day, really. Because there's your protein plant. in all of those plant. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, now we have a lot of new books out there um, on plant, um, new cooking books on plant life. In fact, we just had uh, Dr. Colin Powell, uh, Campbell's son on here um, uh, recently. On, on, I think he was my last show. On the fact, you know, they're known worldwide for the China Study book. Have both of you read the China Study? Yes. yes, we've um, we've met Dr. Campbell as well. Yes. Yeah, he's been yes, on the have. show, and, and and then we've had uh, Dr. Esselstyn from the Cleveland Clinic mm-hmm. with uh, to prevent heart disease. Have you met him? Yes, yes. we met him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. good for you. Good for you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the future right there, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now let's say we have a child. And the family is having challenges uh, to get the children to eat breakfast and then take off to school with whatever. How, what do you recommend for children? I think um, you could probably answer that better than me. <laughs> yeah. um, it's challenging. I, I have two young children, which is why Pam is mentioning this. Um, it's, it's not as easy. There's a different technique to helping with children. Often it has a lot to do with sort of the way the life, the household runs, because I think often families are chaotic in the morning, trying to get children off to school and adults to work and all this. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little bit more planning in advance, I think. You need to um, know the meals that you can make sure your children do like and not try new things at certain times of the day or days that you're rushed or things like that. It takes a little bit different form of organization when you're trying to feed children. But again, it's the same concept of just trying to make them um, try new things as often as they can, you know, have different foods in their house, you know, question why adults are eating certain foods. So that way the curiosity is there because really the children are mm-hmm. curious. They want to know. They want to understand a little bit more. And often I don't think that children are empowered to make their own decisions because the food is sort of just put on their plate. And I right. think that if children are, are involved in the process a little bit more, then I think that they do eventually come mm-hmm. around to making some good decisions. Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of challenges, both of you, with people coming to you with children with allergies? We, um, we've had some adults with allergies. I think children from, with allergies, um, I, I know a few. Yeah, we know a few. Mm-hmm. They're very common um, allergies yeah, no, with children. It is. It is. It's cha- and it's especially challenging with children, having to send them to school and, you know, be out with, um, you know, peers and to be concerned that your child's going to have an allergy. It's I really scary. think in time it's going to be connected to what they're eating. Uh, yes. They're trying to make it too simple, like it's uh, totally the air you're living with. and it's a, it, it is a combination of your evaporation process, of course, but maybe there's a child that is allergic to something and you're not sure what it might be yet. It could be almost anything. And, uh, the individuality of the child has to be understood. 
by looking at Absolutely. the skin, number one, you look at the skin, and if you see a, whatever level of moisture is in the skin and, and the uh, expression around the facial skin and what is there, they'll tell you there's something other than what. Number one, if not drinking enough water, kids don't always, although thank gosh there's bottled water to carry, uh, but that food is so important to the energy of the child and uh, there's allergies are out of control, out of control. Yeah. And, you know, where we learn it, you two, is the eyesight. Have you gone to uh, out and seen little tiny children wearing glasses today? It's because there's an allergic reaction to the problems of the air. The eyes are over-evaporating. That's vision impairment. Mm -hmm. So those allergies are happening. And doctors, my doctors that are in the eye category, are very much convinced that nutrition is the key. In fact, that's something both of you should do there in the area you're at, is let the doctors uh, in the optical ophthalmologist and optometrist and ocularist know what you're doing with nutrition because they're all very much convinced that the eyes are being affected by what you're eating. Uh-huh. Very much affected. Uh, children born today, because the over-evaporation of the water vapor of the air today is causing the eyes to over-evaporate. But then also the other challenges are is to how do you slow that evaporation down with the individuality of the body? So the children, and they're eating, and they're not eating enough dark green vegetables. Uh, the dark green is so important to maintain slowing down every operation. But um, mm-hmm. back to sugar, though, uh, I didn't, it's kind of interesting where I'm much older than both of you. I'm, in, I'm 74. When I was growing up, mother would make a cake on Sunday, <laughs> and we had pastries were a big deal. And uh-huh. uh, carbohydrate. And I, I, we, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I need to tell you, have you ever noticed how much macaroni and cheese? What do you two both think about macaroni and cheese on the menu now? And, you, I mean, I, I was a little surprised when we were growing up with macaroni and cheese. I bet, like, the poor man, no value <laughs> food. What do you think about macaroni and cheese? Well, I don't think it has to have no value. I mean, if, if uh, especially for children that, that have maybe some issues with textures of food. And the problem is with children is that there's a lot of things that go into why they may or may not eat certain foods. And I right. think that mm-hmm. if, if that is what they will eat at the time, I don't think there's no value in it. There is obviously the protein, the fat, the carbohydrate. There are things in it. It's not ideal, and it's definitely not ideal because there's no fruits or vegetables in it. But have you have you noticed in Manhattan macaroni and cheese on the menu lately? Oh yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's on the menu for for kids and adults alike, definitely. Yeah, I yes. was very surprised. Yeah. Uh, but we only have a minute left. Uh, we'll start out mm-hmm. with you, Priya. How would you like to leave this with your audience to find t- tried and true? Um, I would. How would I love to leave this conversation? Yeah. How, Thank yeah, you. So how much. would you? How, how can they find you? Thank you so much for having us on. You can find us at, at triedandtruenutrition.com, which is an okay. easy way to get in touch with us. We have a really great website that has a lot of information on it. You can find Pam and I both on the website, both of our mm-hmm. office locations. Um, read up a little bit about us and things that we're doing and things like that. That would be great. Okay, Pam, what, do you, what would you like to say? Um, yeah, I would 
just about say the same thing. Sharon, thank you so much for having us. It was great fun. And uh, we uh, can be found. You can email us from our website at tridentrunutrition.com. Our phone number is there as well. Um, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if anyone would like to follow us on those uh, social media sites. And uh, we're happy to answer any questions that anyone has or, um, you know, just interact with people. We, we like to do that sort of a thing. Again, We're thank you so much for having us, Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us, and I wish you both well. And you be thank both you so much, you, Sharon. Bye bye. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I want you to embrace your life worldwide, together, and somebody else's life too. It's a miracle. But Earth is always whispering. Don't say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind for everybody to know that you cared about all the children and the generations to come. You be well, and you have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 